0: Hey, welcome to the healthy style podcast I'm your host Michaela and I'm a health coach and a podcaster and I'm here to share everything I possibly can to help you transform your life and I'm here to talk all things health and wellness beauty skincare daily routines and transformation that will empower you to own your life and become the best version of yourself so grab a cup of coffee tea or green juice and sit back and enjoy this episode Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show today. I am talking to Nicole Eaton. She's an author of a book called rock your soul. The down-to-earth guide to mastering your mind. She is a soul therapist and a podcaster, and her specialty is not only addressing mindset and traditional mental health practices, but also incorporating intuition, energy, and manifestation. She's a really great podcast. I love to listen to where you can learn more about these topics. It's called Rock Your Soul, And we actually did a podcast swap. So she came onto our episode here, which you're about to listen to. And I went on her show, which will be released next Tuesday, November 30th. And on there, I chat about my own spiritual journey and lots of other goodies. So make sure to go check that out. And in this episode, we talk about ways that you can tap into your intuition we talk about manifesting energy work, how to get unstuck. This was a really fun episode to record for me because I absolutely love all of these topics and could literally talk about them forever. And it seems like she could as well. So it was really fun. And spiritually, spirituality and energy work was a way for me to always like tap into true health And it just makes the actual goals that much more easier to accomplish. Um, You can check out the links to connect with Nicole in the show notes. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Hi, Michaela. I am so, so excited to be here and so grateful to join you on your podcast. I just love your energy. I'm so excited for the conversation we're about to have. Yeah, me too. So you guys, we just actually did a podcast episode for Nicole's podcast. So she has a really, really great one. It's called rock your soul. So we had an amazing conversation there. And basically, like I shared a lot of my stories. And um, yeah, had a lot of fun. So we wanted to sort of do like a swap. Because if you go follow her, and you see like what she's all about, she's all about mindset. And being, you know, intuitive and realigning with your soul. And I resonate so much with that. I feel that if we truly want to live a healthy life and just live this full, feel good life, like you need to tap a little bit into that. And so she is your girl, I cannot wait to, you know, learn some tips and tricks that we can begin to start doing today. But before we do all of that, Nicole. Would you please introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you and how you got into this—you know, into this work. Were you always like this? Let us know all the things. Yeah. So first of all, um, the episode we just did uh, for the Rock Your Soul podcast is fire. Make sure, <laughs> obviously, you guys know how fantastic Michaela is. If you're listening to this, so I love. Um, I hope you enjoy her telling her story on the Rock Your Soul podcast. But yeah, so I'm Nicole Eaton. I'm a soul therapist, podcast host, and author of the book Rock Your Soul: The Down to Earth Guide to Mastering Your Mind. I have um. I have an interesting uh, story, I guess, to share because it's always funny. I always feel a little flustered when people ask, like, "Okay, how did you get into it?" Because mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting to travel back in time to a different version of yourself, oh. and and then see, like, how you mm. how how did I get here? What did that yeah. look like? But um, you know, I I grew up in uh, you know. I wouldn't say I had a terrible childhood, but I would say I had a challenging one. I really was the epitome of a people pleaser and really could not identify who I was um, until I was a little bit older because I always wanted to be what other people wanted me to be. And that was like a big thing for myself and for my life is to start to separate (laughs) who was I versus who did people want or need me to be. And it wasn't until I ended up meeting the love of my life when I was 17. Um, We got married when I was 19 and had my daughter uh, when I was 20. So, life moved really, really fast. And to be perfectly honest, it moved too fast for me. Mm -hmm. And, and I was going to grad school. I was, I had, you know, an 18 month old at home and I was going to grad school for mental health counseling. So I'm just a master's in Mm -hmm. mental health counselor, licensed mental health counselor by degree, I suppose. Um, But I was just a wreck. I mean, I, I was sleep deprived. I was struggling with my friends were all turning 21. And I was 20. And I was home with a baby and nursing all night, you know, and so I was watching everybody live these really fun, exciting early 20s lives. And I felt, I think almost imprisoned by mine, you know, it it was just like, everything felt like responsibility and work. And it was hard. And we were so broke, because we had a child and we had daycare while I was still in school. And it was just like, Everything felt like it was really spiraling. So I was doing a lot of good things. Like I was completing a lot of stuff. I, on paper, had a master's degree and a house and a husband and a baby. And like, Mm -hmm. if you were to look at my social media during that time period, you would have never known how depressed I was. Wow. And so, yeah, um, a lot of people like hate admitting that, right, is that they were depressed when everything looked good. Yeah. Yeah. but I was in a really low space. We were so broke, I couldn't keep the lights on. And I just had—I just felt like there's got to be a better way, right? The mental health coping skills that I'm employing are not you know, doing the work it's doing. And so yeah. I'm sitting in session with somebody one day, and I'm doing traditional therapy. I was working at a not-for-profit at the time, practicing as a traditional therapist. And I, I realized that I had said something back to them, and they were like, well, did did I already tell you that? And I was like, well, you must have. And over the course of a couple of months, mm. this kept happening. And so I realized that when I would lock in with people one-on-one, I was getting to be so locked in with them that I was becoming intuitive to what their blocks were, what the, you know, their yeah. the things they weren't saying to me. Um, and and I actually went to my boss and I'm like, I think something's wrong with me. Like I, oh I, I'm able to, you know, I'm able to plug into people in a way that I don't understand. And so I went in, I closed the door and I'm like, Christy, my boss at the time, right. I'm like, something is super wrong. Like I, I'm being, I'm able to like intuitively connect with people. And I, I don't really understand why or does this ever happen to you? And she's like, absolutely it does. And so I, of course, being the scientific mind that I am, I wanted to know more. I wanted to understand intuition. And so I actually went and studied under a psychic medium. Mm -hmm. um, How old were you? I was like 22, 23. I had just gotten a job. Yeah. yeah, Just gotten a job as a, you know, working for a not-for-profit, just graduated from grad school, had my second daughter. Um, And so I was just studying everything intuition, everything spirituality. I wanted to know why it was happening, how to understand it how to control it how to decide what that what that looked like and how I was receiving it and I realized that I was also taking on I'm very empathic so I was taking on all of the sadness and I would go home at the end of the day and Mm -hmm. I was like I signed up for this like I chose I chose this path um but were you spiritual before any of this or were you aware like like you no know, we talked in my podcast about me finding yoga at 21 and I had I was like what is this world what's happening like were you at least like growing up like as a child were you sort of into you know the fairies and all of that no no <laughs> i mean the 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 most like hard to explain thing is this came out of left field and then wow. my and then when i started to learn more about it it was just lighting me up like, the mm-hmm. more I learned about intuition and the more I learned about being an empath, the le- more I learned how to protect my energy and reclaim my own, Yeah. the more I was like, oh, I don't have to feel depressed all the time. Or, yes. oh, it was like this awareness that I had a choice yes. and that I wasn't a victim to the life and I could create it. And so I started – it's so funny because in the podcast I just did with Michaela, she talked about finding the secret at age 20. Yeah. And yeah. I found the secret as, as well um, <laughs> around that same age of where I just started, like, and I would read it and I would put it away and I'd write, you know, do a couple things and just see what happened. And I started to notice that between me clearing out my energy, um, understanding energy, me doing the mindset and the um, mental health work that I knew how to do, yeah. and me employing this manifestation, it just started bringing out a new world for me. I wasn't depressed anymore. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so I started to feel like the work I was doing in the mental health world started to feel limiting. And the way I was yeah. receiving information intuitively. I was able – I was having a hard time sharing that in traditional mental health settings, obviously. Sure. Um, Sure. You know, there were some clients who were super open to just hearing a little bit more about energy and components of energy. But not everybody is. But, yeah, and also (laughs) can I get fired for this was all that I was thinking the whole time I was doing it, right? So I ended up um, starting a practice with my boss who was also very intuitive. And so we started a business in a wellness center in New York called Clarity. Um, yeah. yeah. And so we started to dive into doing intuitive therapeutic sessions. So we call them soul therapy sessions. Now, um, she still has soul therapy sessions up in New York. I moved to South Carolina three years ago. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, we broke, broke off because this felt like home to me and felt like coming home this jet, you know, general region. But, uh, in that time, I really, I don't know. I fell in love with, understanding mental health, but understanding energy is just as important in mental health and nobody's acknowledging it. Yeah. So part of yeah. what I do now is, as a soul therapist is help people understand their energy, get in tune with their blocks, really hear their intuition to be able to change their mindset to become who they desire to be. Um, so it's a good mix of some traditional mental health practices Mindset practices and just an, an overall understanding of ener- energy and manifestation and you're, you're powerful and you can create your world and I think one of the things I struggled with with traditional mental health was telling people that they had something wrong with them and that they would oh. be that way forever, you know.
1: Um, I really
0: have a hard time. And and obviously, I can't account for every case. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that when we start to tell ourselves we are a certain way, or we have a certain thing, and it will be forever, and it has to look like this, that it really limits what we're capable of. And that when we start to decide to choose to be willing to see something different, that we absolutely do consistently every time. It is so true. Wow. There's a lot to uncover there, but yeah, sorry. I I was, (laughs) no, it's beautiful. But what I like, the first thing that came to me was when you were speaking about, you've never, you know, tapped into a spiritual world. Like this was like, this came out of the left field. You were in a whole different like work setting and this, this sort of dropped onto your lap and you, you went with it. You took the steps to feel better. Right. I think most importantly, sometimes we, we have these nudges or intuitions and we push them to the side or in our body somewhere and say, no, no, no. Like this will sound crazy. Right. And the thing is like, we all have some of that. I I truly believe that. Right. Because we are these like spiritual beings, right. No matter what. And so if somebody is going through a process like that, because we live in a world now it's, it's, it's opening up. And there are, you know, it's more colorful where, you know, spirituality now is talked about a little bit more widely than it ever was. Or there are these circles or even podcasts that you and I have, and we're not like burned at the stake, like witches used to, you know what I mean? Like now it's just like, you know, you find your tribe, you go with it, you grow. So for people who are in a traditional work setting that are doing that nine to five or, you know, are doing therapy or whatever and and there's not none of that spiritual aspect what is some of the first steps or like somebody that comes to you and like what do you recommend for them what are some things that they can start practicing now to tap into their energy and mindset and how does one craft like who they desire to be like what are some of the steps yeah so um my rules to spirituality is there are no rules. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that a lot of people will tell you there's a right way to balance your chakras. There's a right way to meditate. There's, there will be rules and regulations to everything you look into. And your yes. job is to learn and be the observer and be the learner. Um, one of the biggest things I did was there was, you know, all this training I did under this psychic medium, like she would tell me when you're intuitively reading somebody, you tell them at that information as fact. And I, and I just could never get behind that. I don't know it's mm. fact. I can pose it to you as a reflection of what I'm receiving, but I can never pose it to you as fact because I think that's always that we're always interpreting our intuition through our own frame of reference. Yes. Yes. And sometimes that's skewed and it could be so <laughs> limiting for somebody and it can be so limiting and you yeah. cannot have the right words. And so when you're, when you're starting to go on your journey, it's really about going to the library or going to Barnes and Nobles or going to a <laughs> bookstore and see what catches your eye. Our intuition's like always speaking to us. And so if we can just pay attention to those little nudges, if we can just pay attention to where we're pulled or what we feel suddenly inspired to do, because the, the thing about intuition is it's not um, – It's not a lead thought. It comes like when you're driving, when Mm -hmm. you're showering, Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. you're cleaning, when you're running. It's like when you're in a relaxed state and you have that, oh, I should call so-and-so or I I feel like I need to connect with this person. Do it. Like Those moments where you're sitting and, and you get pulled to a book and you just feel like you need to open that book, those are subtle ways our intuition is consistently speaking to us. Like if you're going to get on the highway and suddenly you feel like you should go the back way instead of the main highway. It's the, it's a practice of listening to that. So what I encourage people to do when they're first starting to develop their intuition is to read a lot about it because, and remember, even if people tell you there are rules to it, there aren't. (laughs) Yeah. It is your journey, your soul and And it is really just a process of learning how your soul speaks to you. And so I like to tell people to write it down. Um, If you get a nudge, if you get a pull, if you get a dream that comes up, if you have just a knowing about something or if you meet somebody and you're like, oh, I don't think I or, you know, you meet your friend's new boyfriend and you're like, oh, you know, you don't have to say it. But if you simply just take a moment and write it all down, what you're developing is evidence for your own intuition. How does my intuition speak to me? How can I learn to trust it? Oh, see? I had this feeling about this person, and then here this situation is three months later, and I had that feeling. I must have known. And so, like, I'm – again, I'm a very science-based person to be doing this work. I like like evidence. I like to know. So when you're starting to grow your intuition, if you're somebody who needs more proof and wants to learn to trust their intuition more – start with the process of writing it down, make a note, Um, see how it's showing up, see if it's showing up as a gut response, see if it's showing up as an immediate knowing, you get a chance to learn how you connect with you. And so you were talking about like, what are some of those practices? So writing it down, obviously, is is something I'm huge on, but creating time for internal space and internal, like paying more attention. I think when I was in that depressive phase, I was so mm-hmm. like, go, go, go. And my world literally involved around listening to other people's really heavy stories all day, you know? Yeah. And so I was so, and you never took the time to say, what, what do I want? Or what am I like really wanting? Right? Like that, that's the disconnect there. We, we give, give, give. We feel like if we give that, we are doing like service to the world and to our family, but it's so the opposite. Like you need to start with yourself first. And it it might take a little bit of time, but you will wouldn't you say like you start to almost like immediately feel better once you become aware that you can do that? And like you said, you then you just get guided every single day. Absolutely. And like just creating a moment like where you sit and you put your hand over your heart, like any intentional time where you're paying attention, it gets easier to notice and it gets easier to hear yourself and it gets easier to pull your energy back. Um, I don't know if you've ever read the book uh, Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza. I want, it's on my list, it's, definitely. It's a big one. It's a yeah. It's a dense read. Um, but one of the things- He's so good. He's Ugh. so good. He really, you know, Joe Dispenza really ties in this brain- um, like he measures brain waves, right? Of, yep. of people meditating, people who've never done anything, and he transforms them like within like such a short amount of time. And he's he's amazing. Yeah. So he's definitely on my list. One of the things that I read in this book as I was creating I have a course called the Comeback Course. It's about reclaiming your power, getting over your past and creating a future for yourself. And so one of the things that's in this course that I learned from him, and I'll totally credit him every day of the week is he talks about energetic ties to our external environment. So Mm -hmm. when we go through and we function in an external way and we go through our day and we do the same thing every day, we have this chemical system where we've attached a chemical emotion and a release of a chemical emotion with our external conditions. So when we go through our day, it's a lot of automation and we feel like we're on autopilot because we are, because we are getting fired and reactive to our external world. So when we start to come back inward and we meditate and we create our future and we decide who we want to be and we get, you know, start to get clear on what excites us and what lights us up and we spend more time doing that. We start to disconnect from those external cords and those external ties Mm. so that we're not being reactive and we can create a new world for ourselves and a new experience for ourselves because we are so focused on who we are and creating habits and um, mindset around who we desire to be in getting there. So it helps us just shift out of who we were into who we desire to be through just paying more attention to our internal space, being intentional about uh, a routine, creating a meditation practice if that feels right to you, creating mm-hmm. a walking practice. I also I know you were talking we were talking in the podcast we did together earlier about um, you, you like to walk. Yeah. I, I have dropped all heavy um, working yeah. out and I have just switched to walking and amazing. I amazing. It feels so good to just walk and to walk with intention and to walk while feeding my mind with a podcast or good music. Um, So whatever that looks like for you of where you're not just sitting thinking about the past and all the things that have happened or all the worries about what's going to happen and you start to just be present in the moment, you start to disconnect yourself from all those external things and you start to be the creator of your world rather than the victim to it. Amazing. 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 Um, would you think that your health has improved since you took on this journey? Um, So, okay, so I'm curious what your thoughts are on this, but I would say absolutely. But what I noticed is that each phase of my leveling up, I felt like I was detoxing. Mm -hmm. Um, so each phase of like my spiritual journey, you can be tired, you can be, yeah, like there's certain things that happen when you are up leveling. That's for sure. Like when I first started becoming more intuitive, I felt like I had a cold for like three months.
1: Um, and then I,
0: and then I truly have not been sick since. (laughs) Um, so yes. And I also believe I'm healthy and I say that regularly. I'm a very healthy person, even, you know, the state of the world right now, I truly don't feel concerned in Neither. any way, shape, or form, ever, <laughs> it's not in my awareness. It's not something I think yeah. about. It's not something I talk about or focus on. Um, yeah. I know my body is healthy. I know my immune system's strong. So deciding that a uh, I am a healthy person, b I'm always healthy under any conditions ever, and and c my body knows how to heal itself even if something shall come my way. You know, yes, one hundred percent. So I, I think, do feel like that detox, but I also feel like the way I just look at health right now yeah. is so different than I would have in the past. Mm-hmm. That is that is key right there. I think a lot of pe- times people think of being healthy as eating a certain way and working out in a certain way. And those are like the two things that they focus on and that's it, right? Like they don't realize that they first have to feel healthy and do all of those things that you just spoke about about tuning into themselves and going inward and thinking like, do I want to have these thoughts? Do I want to have these experiences? For me, it's like, do I want these people in my life? Like, are you know, people or situations can be just as toxic, if not more than food. So you can be eating all of the salads you want. But if you have like shitty people around you, or, you know, that are just like, putting you down or whatever, and you're staying there willingly, then you're doing yourself such a disservice, you're not going to be truly healthy, you know, so there's so many different ways. um, And you could just like, have that 30k, like, view, like, go go way up, you know, and see yourself like, in this world and just make health not about just eating healthy and working out there's make it a little bit more meaningful, right? Would you say that? Absolutely. And just to like tag on to what you said, Michaela, um, the, the most profound thing as I discovered energy was that I discovered that when we store heavy experiences and we store energy, a lot of times when we start to process through or heal that energy, we lose weight. Yes. Well you feel lighter. You decide you do you automatically feel lighter. And so and a lot when of, you feel lighter, you end up being lighter. And a lot of people who are in toxic relationships gain weight as a energetic way of protecting themselves. Yes. And so like I do think that, you know, if you are on a journey with your health, you absolutely have to really sit down, look at who's around you, and look at what you believe to be true about how you're living your life, what you're doing and your, and your worth. I mean, just being able to know you're capable, love yourself along the way and show up for yourself are all just such important things when it comes to dropping weight, because energetic weight and the weight of like heavy thoughts, it's all it connected. Oh my It's gosh, all connected. It's all yeah. 100% connected. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. Even like, it's so funny. Like whenever I work with somebody and a lot of times, because I do work with women, it, the first thing is weight, right? Yep. And, you know, so it's like, I have a weight, like, I have a certain process where like, yes, we work on the nutrition. But when you look at my overall big program, nutrition is such a small part of it. Of course, we work on it. And we, we, you know, do eat healthy, and we we hydrate and all of that. But it's all about like, What is your story around weight? What is your story about like how your body should look like? When I tell you, when I, when I started yoga, um, 12 years ago now, I manifested the body that I have now. Like literally like I, I, it's, it's almost like in my mind, I mentally shaped myself in this, like in my spiritual mind or however you want to call it, my energy, and my body just molded to that. Do you have experience with that? Like, I truly did that um, because I was – my body shape was very different. It was, like, 18 to when I am now. Yes, I absolutely <laughs> agree with that. And, like, it's so funny because I've always been pretty naturally thin – But I've always eaten whatever I wanted. And even after, like, people were like, oh, after kids, you just gain weight and it's harder to get off. And I just was always like, oh, I eat whatever I want and it's never a problem for me. And so – I really do have that mindset and my my, uh, office mate would get so annoyed with me because I'd always come in with donuts and, you know, I have (laughs) honestly just out of the need for higher frequency for myself, um, abandoned a lot of foods that brought me down. Um, And so I do eat a lot differently than I used to, but I used to just, you know, I would have a donut and bagel for breakfast every morning because I felt like every um, food, you know, mealtime deserved a dessert. And so, but I just... I just – I had in my head so deeply rooted in myself that I just – I could eat whatever I want. It would never affect my weight. And so I think it really depends on, you know, that – how are you coming at the activity you're about to partake in? Are you coming at it with the intention that, again, you're punishing yourself or you're you right. know, you have to cancel out something bad you did yes. or, you know, or are you just saying I'm someone who and, and really creating habits off of like, who do you desire to be? Like I went from, could I still eat bagels and donuts every morning? I could, but I'm also yes. someone who desires to be very high frequency. And I know that weighs me down. Yes. And so, so it's just like, I do want to tap bartering. a little bit more into that because I don't want people to think, cause this is a very like, uh, a, a little bit of an advanced spiritual talk to, for somebody who just strictly focuses on health and those physical terms could mm-hmm. be like, Whoa. But so I don't want to just say like, well, only think of yourself as like, you can eat whatever you want. Like, and then just binge and eat like crap. Like that's not what we're trying to say is like, you realize when you connect yourself to a, a better standard version of yourself, like what would she eat? What would she Yes how would she exercise? Perhaps like you might be lifting weights right now and just eating super like tons of protein and, you know, going so hard and like burning your adrenals and like that stuff messes up with your hormones so bad. Like if you're hard at that, right? So it's like this new version, perhaps she's a little bit more gentler. She's lighter in her body, maybe not so much muscle, right? Or um, she eats more salads, like things like that. When you connect to that version, it makes it so much easier to eat healthier, you know? And so um, you just mentioned like high frequency, I would call it like living, right? What's the difference of like low frequency foods and high frequency foods? Like if we're talking about food. So, yes. So. I, I love that you added that because I also don't want to be dismissive mm-hmm. of, of that either. Um, and that's important to me. But one of the things that I had to ask myself was how does this ultimately make me feel? Okay, so I'm not gaining weight, but right? do I feel sluggish and tired and drained after? Do I feel invigorated? And how do I ultimately want to feel? And one of my big things is that I feel most like myself when I have energy. I feel happier, I feel more authentic to myself, I feel more creative. And if my ultimate goal is that I desire to feel more creative and I desire to feel more energized and like the higher version of me is those things, then I also have to look at, okay, so does this food bring me closer or further away from who I desire to be? And it's also a more loving way of thinking. So you're not thinking, do I desire to be skinny and fit and fit into these jeans? You're actually saying, I desire to be energized. And that gives you life because when you're energized, you can be more present with your kids. You can play. You can get more work done. At you know, You're know, you more focused. Like, ener- If you focus on energy versus getting skinny, getting skinny feels, oh my gosh, like I've been there. It feels horrible. It feels like you're just this like, you know, you're just focusing on uh, depriving yourself, right? Like feeling energized, like if you just like close your eyes right now and like feeling energized, like what does that look like to you? Like, it's abundant, you know, it's there's no limit to that. And so switching your mindset from feeling skinny to feeling energized will get you those little shifts that you know, you need to make. And again, that's tapping into your intuition because you'll know what to do to feel energized. Like we all know, right? Yeah. And you'll feel, you'll feel guided or you'll feel called to honor her, honor him, honor whoever that version of you is. Because when you start to attune into that energy more and more frequently, you start to feel respectful of the future version you're creating of yourself and you start to feel like, okay, no, no, I'm, I am that person. And, and to really truly embody that person and to feel my best, I have to really think about, and this doesn't just go with food. This goes with before and after. How do I feel before I do this activity? And how do mm-hmm. I feel after? How do I feel before I see this person? And how do I feel after? And it's really about asking, are all of these things, these activities, these peoples, these situations that I'm putting myself in, feeding me or draining me? Yes. It's not just the food. Exactly. So one last question is, let's say somebody is trying to, you know, tap more into themselves into that, their intuition, start reading more. And so obviously, this person is changing. um, And they're, let's say, in a partnership, right? Or their family sort of mentions, like, what's happening with you? Like, how do you recommend people navigate through that? Do they, a lot of times I tell my clients to sort of like keep a lot, like the beginning, keep like keep to yourself, keep it a little private because you don't want it tainted by other people's uh, negativity or emotions because you end up being this mirror. And a lot of times people know that they need to work on their internal self, but they don't want you to change, right? And so it's like people, that ego wants you to stay stuck because it feels safe. How does somebody navigate through this like successfully? Because it it can be, it can be hard, you know, if you're all alone and you don't have that support. Um, This is a great question. I lost a lot of friends when I started to tell people that I was in touching, you know, getting in touch with my intuition. Yeah. Um. So I will say firsthand, it can feel very lonely. Um, one of the things that really was beneficial to me is to strengthen yourself, to, to strengthen yourself. Because I think when you strengthen yourself and you feel more sure of yourself and the practices that you're doing and who you're becoming, then when other people, you know, it would be like someone if you're like six foot seven and someone comes up to you and you're like, and is like, why are you so short? you don't take it personally because obviously there's something wrong with them. You're, you're hitting the ceiling, you know? Yeah. Um, so when we have our own internal strength and we're strengthening that and we're strengthening who we are, that if other people approach us with an issue, it's not us. It's, you know, we're just not the right person or fit for them anymore. Right. And so right. when we can and get, that's okay. Right. Yeah. yeah it's, okay. Totally. People, it's okay to grow out of people. And one of my favorite things about it, though, is that as you start to shed the wrong people, you start to create space for the right people. And I can't tell you how incredible the friendships I've developed over the last decade doing this work are, and how authentic they are, and how honoring, and how loving, and how supportive. And I mean, I have, you know, I am a manifester by human design. I don't know if you do a bunch by human design, but I am a generator. Yeah. So I changed my mind a lot. And yeah. I am very strong in my energy, so when I change my mind, it often impa- impacts a lot of people. So I was running a beautiful, perfect wellness center up in New York State, and mm-hmm. I felt called to go to go to South Carolina, mm. and and so I had to. I hurt people when I moved. I hurt, yeah, you know my my business partner and and her business, and finding someone to take my office space. And so, I mean, it is a lot to honor yourself, and you have to be able to step into your own strength and be in alignment to the point where when you pose different questions or scenarios that you're, you know, they're right for you and you know, and trust that the universe is helping all the people involved. It's helping you step into your next, uh, the next version of yourself. It's helping you level up. And so I think, Whatever information that you can connect with that feels right to you, whether that's religion or spirituality on trusting the universe, I think if you can do that, that will feel less lonely to you because oh, you can yeah. feel safe in knowing that there's something else out there for you. There's someone else out there for you. There's another yep. opportunity. There's more people. There's other forces. There's it's other- abundance. It's the well, energy of abundance, you yeah, know? And it's like those, physical, like those things that we cannot see if you tap into that, and this is one of the reasons I love reading my like daily devotional books, I have like four that I read in the morning, one is like spiritual, one is more practical, because you realize there's something outside of you. And especially when you read stories about like this, and and it just you have way more help than you can imagine, but you have to be open to receiving it, right. Yes. And one last mini questions, if you could just um, answer for me is, When you made this shift, did your husband, is he spiritual? Did that turn him into tapping into his intuition? Or do you guys kind of keep those separate? Because I always find that interesting. Um, So we both started off with no religious space, no spirituality at all. And when I started to do this, I mean, he's just so honoring of me. He's so... He allowed me to shape and change and to learn. And, you know, he doesn't have a meditation practice okay. per se, but he does listen to personal growth um, podcasts. He does, yep. uh, we when he's hiring for his business, we talk about their human design <laughs> before, nice. and which, which role in the business. And he scaled his business through manifestation. So he and I think this goes with everybody is that not everybody is going to be do it your way. Yeah. But, (laughs) but as long as you have somebody in your life, if it's a partner, a spouse that is at least open to honoring you, that's a perfect place to start. And you know, he never questioned me. He's never like, Oh, you're making this up. Like he just was like, I believe you. Um, (laughs) Could you explain it a little bit more? And so having openness and having somebody who's, unconditional love will get you a really long way if, if you can cultivate that for yeah. sure Yeah, uh, you know if he does have some interest and like you said asks like what does this mean that's when you really open up that can of worms right like I don't think you I think people want to dump all of this stuff on others because they get excited and I've done that I've I've made that mistake when I started with my my spirituality journey it's like I got so I was like guys like you didn't know you can manifest and you can, you know, like have these relationships inside of you. And like, Oh, and like, I literally probably look like a crazy lady because I didn't know how to like keep it to myself and harness it. And I think maybe that's why it's taken me a little bit longer to because now I can talk about it but I don't talk about it with everyone
1: I don't don't talk about it with everybody either yeah
0: and I don't feel like I have to anymore because I have my people and like I'll have conversations like with you and you know I have a feeling we're gonna talk quite often because we speak the same language (laughs) and so like it's just really interesting but I find that when I work with clients and I do tap into some spirituality and they're like I love this but I don't think my partner would be on board so I always say keep it to yourself and when they the thing is by association, they will shift and they don't have to do the things that you do. So you're almost like shifting and creating changes for people around you. And, um, they might recognize it, that it's you, they might think it's them, but it's, you know, we, we, we have that power as well. So Absolutely. a little rapid fire to close off this amazing, uh, conversation. I could speak to you for a really long time but what is your we talked about my my morning routine I shared on your podcast but what is your morning routine and also a little bit of your evening routine so like how do you start the day and how do you close the day with this yeah so one of um my must-have practices in the morning I have to move my body that is necessary whether that's stretching yoga dance party or walk or or a formal workout yeah um Whatever that is, I have to move my body because I believe that stagnant energy stacks up and then you feel stiff and you feel uncomfortable. So that's part of my energy clearing, honestly. Um, And then my absolute favorite, and if if anybody's listening, this is the practice. This is is my practice that I believe has changed my life. I write a letter to the universe every single day. And I decide how I'm going to feel that day. I decide how I'd like people to receive me that day. I really go through and I don't do everything every day, but I write um, and I usually put in some binaural beats. So just the frequency I find that resonates with me for that day on YouTube. Um, And then I just write a thank you letter for all the things. So anything I've been concerned about or worried about that's come up, I can just hand that over and decide how do I actually want this to go um, and trust the universe to take it. And so I just write it as though it's already occurred. It's already the case. It's already who I am. Um, It's already happened. And then just sign it, sign it at the bottom. But I do that every single day, religiously. And then usually after I'll do like a 10 minute quick meditation, I read a self help book, a personal growth book, or just a book on spirituality for about 10 minutes. Um, So I do a long Morning, usually, but <laughs> yeah. it feels so good to Love me that. to to do that practice. Um, and sometimes I will add journaling in there if I feel like I woke up kind of funky. I'll just dump it all out, whatever's on my mind, yeah. and then I'll shift into okay. But how would I like it to go? So I do yeah. honor the fact that some days are not perfect, and you wake up feeling like crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? or you had a weird dream, or the energy's weird, the or room, you're you up know? leveling, and you need yes. to like go of certain things. Right. Yep. So dump it out, and then decide how you want it to go from there, and then. At night, I, I don't do anything really. Honestly, I just love a funny show. I love Ooh. Schitt's Creek. It is like my jam right now. So I love watching just something that makes me giggle, laugh, that's lighthearted. And then I usually do – Um, I love uh, – Jason Stevenson and Michael Seeley have these hypnosis-es, um that I'll put on before bed. And okay. I usually fall asleep with my headphones in, and, you know, wake up, throw them out of my ears. But I always yeah. wake up feeling like a million bucks. So I don't do anything crazy specific before bed. But if I do something, it's going to be to watch something lighthearted and then to shift into just yeah. <laughs> a, yeah. hyp- a hypnosis of some sort. I love that. I think I'm gonna borrow that write a letter to the universe. And you know, if you are religious, you can say like write a letter to God. To God. Sometimes yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. God angels yeah. universe. Whatever feels whatever feels good. Whatever right feels to you. good. Or all you of can that, write to your right? higher Divine self. Divine love. Yeah. Yeah. Write to exactly. your higher self. Write to your angels. I love that. Yeah. My a favorite lot of times practice. yeah, it's just it's basically like setting a really in-depth uh, intention, right? And, um, you, yeah, so you're, you're doing a lot in the morning. So like in the evenings we're probably spent and it's my evening routine is a little bit like, I probably would say half, sh- like cut in half from my morning routine, Yeah, um, but you do need some sort of evening routine to wind down. So your nervous system kind of like settles down, right. Whatever that is for me, it's a show as well sometimes. So that's all good. Um, but yeah, so thank you for sharing all, I mean, you guys, I hope that you find one to two things that you can start doing today, um, you know, and every single day, whether it's like a letter like this, or, you know, more gentler way of talking to yourself, uh, to tapping into your soul. And tell us, Nicole, a little bit about like how people uh, can find you and all of that. Yes. That Yes. Um, I just want to add when you're doing that the letter to the universe, I always like if anything, when you're manifesting, and this is like my golden rule of manifesting, if you're manifesting, make sure you're focusing how you desire to feel. I think that you can do nothing else but just manifest how you want to feel within yeah. yourself. And I think that will attract all the things to you. So just a side note, but And wouldn't you say you can do this like a mental exercise? Not everybody is a writer, right? I think you can sit down and make this part of your meditation where you sit in silence. And then you say like, Hey, God, this is this is how I feel. This is who I want to talk to. This is how I want to show up. Right? Yes. And also, um, there's something called mind movies that you can create. I actually Mm. did one on TikTok. It's in my drafts. Um, But I just put together a bunch of pictures of how I would desire to feel, um, and I put it to, like, a sound that makes me really happy. And so I actually have, like, all the things I desire in, like, a, you know, like, a one-minute TikTok thing in my drafts that I look at in the morning that just makes me feel really excited for my future. So that's just another little way you can do it if you're not somebody who likes to write. Obsessed. But yes, yes, people can connect with me. I do soul therapy sessions. um, So you can connect with those on NicoleEaton.com. I'm also doing speed sessions through text for people who don't have a ton of time in their day and just have a quick question that they want some advice on or intuition on. Um, Those are called speed sessions and they're on my website, NicoleEaton.com as well. And you can follow me on on Instagram at NicoleEaton.xo. And I also just released a course that I was talking about earlier. It's called The Comeback Course and it's a six- It's a six-hour program. There's a whole hour of bonus videos, but it's six individual lessons on understanding and protecting your energy, on reclaiming your power, calling back your personal power, getting over your past, forgiving, understanding, and um, setting boundaries in relationships, as well as manifesting and creating your future. So it's very jam-packed. It's got the workbook. Mm -hmm. It's got a personalized meditation for each different um, segment. So that's also on the website. And I would love for you guys to check that out. But uh, Michaela, this has been so fun. So I adore amazing. you. Thank you so much for having me on. Right back at you. Oh my god. Oh, this was amazing, guys. Thank you, Nicole, so much. And um, everything that she just mentioned will have linked in the show notes as well. So hope you have a beautiful day, everyone. Get you know get some action going um, with some of these tips, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Style Podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you like the show, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It's actually the best way to support the show. If you want to see more about each episode, you can head over to Healthy Style Podcast on Instagram. I'm always posting about each episode there or my personal page at Health with Michaela. I'm also offering 30-minute consultations where we can chat about your health and wellness goals and how to achieve them. You can schedule yours by visiting the website healthwithmikayla.com.